This episode, you'll be going to ye old London town. Where we chock-a-block our schedule with sights to see. We'll try some traditional English breakfasts. Get cozy at the pub with some quirky locals. Meet up with some old Camigos. And stay in an old converted courthouse turned lively youngsters hostile. And much, much more. Also a guest appearance by Demi Moore. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was a funny one. Hi guys, welcome to the Beanstalk Podcast, where we talk about everything travel. Sharing first-hand travel advice and getting to the bottom of real-life experiences in the hopes to inspire you to get out there yourself. Are you ready, Freddy? Are you ready, Freddy? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh, goodness, <clears throat> never mind. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. And? And go. (laughs) And. So where we left off, we had gotten to the Lisbon airport. And uh, at this point, we'd made our way to London. I think it was a three-hour flight, roughly. Yeah, just about three hours. Um, But it took forever to get out of the airport once we were at Stansted. Uh, they almost didn't let us into their country because <laughs> we didn't have um, onward tickets. So they were wondering what the hell we were doing there. The guy at immigration was questioning us. Yeah, so you got in line and it took forever just to get through the line. But as he was stamping people's passports, he had questioned us about our visit. And we were just very free roaming And playing it all by ear, so... We didn't book any tickets out. No, because we didn't know how long we were going to stay or where exactly in England we were going to go, if outside of London. So he was... He's like, well... Hesitant. That sounds like a great lifestyle, and it is coming up more and more frequent that people are, you know, kind of these roaming nomads or these wanderers these you know indie travelers and so he said that he would let it slide but for next time whenever we come in we definitely have to have a flight onward so we could prove that we're not gonna just stay not permanently immigrate and uh, become a resident yeah illegally um but yeah it was uh unexpected and it was very uh it was kind of nerve-wracking because we were like oh shit are we even gonna be able to get in yeah exactly So once we did actually get through, it did take a while also to get a bus from the airport into the London city center. Stansted, I think, is 50 kilometers away from the heart of London. So it took about an hour. Um, So all of this was adding up to take quite a while. And the bus, it was pretty cheap. It only cost two pounds. So that was nice. We still weren't quite used to prices but once we got into town we were really hungry so we stopped at a pizza place we were immediately aware of the increase in prices and you got to think that you're paying pounds now so the exchange rate at that time was pretty bad and so say like you're spending it says one pound you're actually spending like maybe a dollar fifty or something u.s. 
So it's crazy to increase what you're paying by half to. But, uh... Damn this little pencil trick. <laughs> <laughs> because um, we had just been using euros up to this point, we had to get out uh, or go to the ATM to get out the pound or the quid or the sterling or whatever, you know, you want to say. <laughs> One of the various names you can call it. Yeah, but getting out whatever amount we had got out, I don't remember, but looking at the receipt and saying how much you got out and then how much you know, it converted to in U.S., we were like, whoa, that's... Yeah. Really? And then you, like, instantly did the um, conversion, and you were like, holy shit, this is gonna... We gotta really watch it, so... Yeah. It was a really big test for uh, us using our budget skills. Yeah, and wasn't it... Okay, so this was one thing that I'm trying to think of, but when you do go to the ATM and you get it converted... Wasn't there a trick to how you get it converted? I think, so there's like two options. Yeah. Either you can have it immediately converted or you can have it like converted later and the bank will do it. Yeah. And which was the one that you wanted to do? <laughs> do you remember? Honestly, I don't remember. I know. We're going to have to find that out. We will cut this and edit it later. <laughs> And give you a tip. I want to say it was immediately converted was the best one. Yeah, I think it is. But we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't remember. I know. I can't either. But I remember that was a thing. Yeah. Because Nick told us. He's like, Cause I think, you don't want to I think if, yeah, I remember Nick saying that. I think yeah. it's if it's later, then they like double, or they don't double charge you, but you no, know, it's but like. they take more. Anyways, do you like that? Was that a good <laughs> tip? This is, we're full of. Very useful information. <laughs> we hope you can take that tidbit with your next travels. and That uh, maybe do something. That you know? should maybe possibly do something when you get ATM But we're not sure. Maybe it's the other way. But I don't know. You'll have to figure it out yourself, motherfucker. But yeah, so it was pretty cool seeing all the, you know, kind of iconic London uh, symbols when you think of London, like the double-decker buses or the black cabs or the red phone booths or the bobbies or cops. <laughs> they um, didn't have any guns, which was pretty cool. Yeah, we to noticed that uh, pretty early on, too, because there are a lot of cops around, which... Um are just noticeable but uh i remember being like i don't none of them have guns yeah i noticed so yeah. that was pretty interesting and yeah. not something we were used to seeing i think they have the little uh batons but they don't have yeah firearms and i think in i want to say it was portugal or other maybe spain too they like they had big guns in paris too i remember people walking around with like assault rifles <laughs> It was kind of unsettling. Yeah. It was weird. They were like like a fucking army troop walking down the yeah, road right? with like a tank. Not a tank, but you know, like some big <laughs> fucking vehicle behind them. And yeah. they're clearly walking with this big rifle down the street. Yeah. It's like a team. We we're like, oh. It's uh, something you don't see. Something going on or is this like normal? States. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny because they get so many tourists. They have right on the sidewalks 
uh there's big white <laughs> it's know. like letters on the sidewalks or near the crosswalks it's actually in the road yeah it's like right in the crosswalks but it's like every single one and it all says look right because you know they drive on the opposite side of the road yeah weirdos um or maybe we drive on the opposite however you <laughs> no we don't in. they're like only one of how many that drive on the left side it's like it's seriously like australia. london australia well england or yeah, that's where my England. Just London. Just London drives does. on the other side. Um, no, but it's like England, Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand and then there's. There was other places in Europe, not wasn't there? Not that many though. Was it in Asia? I don't think so. It's crazy. Yeah, it's that's yeah. why I think they have it on the yeah. streets because they don't want people to just keep like look left and then get hit. But I do remember Jacoby saying, too, that England is... A, it, everything's just, like, overly safe. Where, mm. at like, other countries, it's just, oh, yeah, good luck. Make it. <laughs> where they're yeah. like, look right. Wait for the crosswalk. Is it safe, you know? Put your seatbelt on. Grab a travel buddy. Hold hands. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Anyways, and then the under... Under. Then the London underground signs were pretty cool, so... That was neat. Did you want to describe it? Or just be like, that was cool? No, use your imagination. Just think of what it it could be. A triangle purple, maybe? Or a pink flower? No, it's a a circle, a red circle with a red line through it with blue lettering, blue and white lettering that says underground. (laughs) (laughs) Is that descriptive enough? It was good. No, yeah. I, I was. You brought me there. Did you picture there. it? Did I bring you right I mean, to was... Baker Station? So we walked about an hour to our hostel in King's Cross. It took us a while to find it. We kind of kept walking back and forth past it because we did not expect it to be in this building. But we heard this shout from across the street. And it was some old lady. Well, I mean, she's not too old, but uh, she's... This old bitch across the street (laughs) was like... (laughs) I didn't say that. No, but she said, clink, clink. And we're like, what? And was pointing to the building behind us that we had just walked by. Yeah. And so our hostel was called Clink 78. And we looked behind us and it was like a courthouse or an old courthouse. Which is why we just walked right by it. Yeah, it did not look like a hostel whatsoever. There were like really large steps going right to it out front. Um, there were pe- some people sitting on them, but I, we just didn't think that it was a hostel. I think we booked five nights there. And it was kind of a younger crowd in there, which was eh, pretty cool, but I don't know. I think we're old souls, so we don't really chill with the youngsters. We can, like, adapt and mesh with anyone, really. Yeah, we can. That's true. But still, it's... uh... But it had, like, a bar in there, and we weren't all about, like, let's go party every night. It's like the young party crowd that wants to blow all their money on drinks every night. And we're like, nah, we're kind of trying to stretch this out and not party every single night. Although, you know, we'll go out and stuff, but it's like, I don't know, this. it's like new partiers, you know? Totally. It's like they don't know what they're doing. They're They're kind of there on weekend holiday. They're hooking up with people or, you know, just kind of 
not really us at the moment. But uh, it was a really interesting building. You know, they had their Wi-Fi rooms were old, like, courtrooms. And then they had, I guess, we didn't stay in any of these, but they had jail cells that you could stay in. The rooms were pretty small, but there was ways for you to have decent privacy. There were bunks, but... And, like, all the bunks were pushed up right next to each other. But if you, like, put your towel up and made yourself a little cubicle, kind of like you do when you're in hostel dorms, then you were able to just get cozy. Um, one thing that was nice was... So coming from where we had just been for the past while, from Spain and Portugal, and then getting here was that we didn't have any mosquito bites. Yay! Uh, we weren't getting chewed up, and it also, the weather was cooler. It was July, mm-hmm. but we were able to sleep under the sheets or in our bags, and it felt nice without laying there sweating our ass off. But once we did finally make our way to the hostel, we finally got to shower. And I mean, after spending the whole day walking around Lisbon, being sweaty, feeling gross, getting to the airport, hardly sleeping. Yeah. um, And then just just being in airports too and in airplanes, you, you like sweat differently. And it's just a very gross, like filmy sweat. I don't know. It's like a different sort of grime. So we were just tired and sticky and, you know, getting through the airport and taking the bus into town and going to lunch and then walking to the hostel and just feeling really out of it and really gross. It was so nice to just shower. And then uh, we actually did some proper laundry because they had machines in there. Yeah, we didn't have to wash our clothes in the sink. We actually splurged and got a machine wash. Can you tell Carl felt gross? (laughs) No, I I remember the showers because there was a big spider above one that I took a shower in. It was really gross and creeps. But yeah, it was nice to get clean and all washed, especially after a couple days travel pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels good. We did notice that there was um, a lot of really polite people. and uh, Totally. Yeah, I just instantly was like, I love it here. Like, <laughs> right off the bat, um, I was just in love with London. The weather was actually sunny. Um, I know they have a lot of rain and kind of overcasty days, but it was sunny. But it wasn't hot like where we had been. The layout of the city was super nice. The air was drier. Um we didn't notice this till later, but I remember us, I think it was we tried to get on a bus and we were like, where do we put the money? And I think we were like, oh, can we, uh, you know, one ticket to whatever stop. Oh, yeah. And then the guy was like, oh, well, no, you need a card. And we were like, what? Yeah. Just like, yeah, you need a, this card to get on. So we went back to the station that we were at and asked about, you know, how, what do we do for getting around? They're like, oh, yeah, you need an Oyster card. Yeah. Which is basically like a prepaid card. You put money onto it and then it just, whether you're getting on the tube, you know, the subway or on a bus, um, it just, they have a little. Like a reader, like a little scanner. Like a little scanner thing and it just automatically takes money off of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, I mean, it's effect- It's super fast versus mm-hmm. like counting out all your little change yeah. or counting out your dollars. You just scan the card and get on. Yeah. And then, too, like uh, the bus drivers, you know, don't get held up because they have a ton of cash. Totally. 
also like not every station had the oyster cards it's like we had yeah, to go to a certain true. station so it was kind of an ordeal but <laughs> once we got it and figured it out it was really easy um and effective mm-hmm. we learned a lesson Yay! We went to the pub across the street that night and we fell in love with it. It was kind of an old school pub and it was called the Carpenter's Arms. And so picture the Winchester in Shaun of the Dead, if you've seen that movie. It was very similar, similar feel anyway. Yeah. I don't know, some you know, like if you watch something from a movie and you like envision what it's like to be there and this is exactly what it felt like it had like the classic london tap handles the kind of like the pump ones yeah the Um, green and like white paisley designed carpet kind of just gaudy carpet there was uh kind of an older crowd i would say at least in their 60s to possibly late 80s you know yeah. Um, so it felt like there was just the locals that had been going there for, you know, decades. Yeah, yeah. it felt awesome. And this was just their spot. All these older couples and friends and pals were all there doing karaoke. Yeah, it was and awesome. And it just felt very uh, authentic. <laughs> Fucking pencil. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it totally felt authentic. Uh, I remember sitting there and just looking around and being in my place and just being in the moment with those pint glasses that are like curved at the top, the real imperial pint glasses. Yeah. And just being really content with like, I love this here. Yeah. And they, I don't know what it is, but the pubs here have something about wooden picnic benches that they put out front. And we sat down, had a couple pints and a couple cigarettes. And we met a, a regular... And I don't know, quite a regular. I think his pants were glued to the seat because we never saw him leave that place. But his name was JP. KP, excuse me. His name was QP. He weighed a quarter pound. <laughs> he worked at Mickey frame. D's. But yeah, he never left the place. We saw him there 24-7. It was weird. And he was always in a suit and tie. He was always dressed up like a, like an attorney or something. And he said that he was uh, a lawyer, wasn't he? Like he had just gotten a job somewhere. And I'm like, well, how do you have a job if you're here all the time? Because we would like wake up in the morning and our room was facing the carpenter's arms. And we would look out the window and we'd see him sitting there. We're like, oh, KP's still there. And he was quite the interesting character. He um, swore that all Londoners were assholes, and he was one of the most polite people that we had met. <laughs> we're like, what are you talking about? Everyone we've met has been super nice. Yeah, they were so friendly and just, like, they have manners, like, really good manners, you know, just, like, very polite and courteous. We heard this from a few people that, like, people from London are just pricks. Yeah. And we were just like, I, I don't, I don't feel that. Don't Everyone's feel... been super nice so far. So no, uh-uh. maybe we're just getting lucky. Yeah. And you guys have been striking out. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of cool. Like the, 
it almost seemed like the walls to the pub opened up to the outside. Like they, they, they were kept almost, the doors open. Yeah, the doors could almost like compact on themselves though, and then like opened it up to where it felt kind of like a open aired kind of pub on one side. So we also were able to listen to the karaoke that was going on on the inside. But there was a guy who was the uh, host of it, and he kind of had this. Uh, tom jones kind of vibe going yeah and so he was like the announcer and announcing everybody that would go up and sing karaoke and they're these are all like you know like we said older people and so their songs are kind of they're great i don't know there was one guy in particular that carl and i were just like dumbfounded kind of didn't even know what to say we listened intently and watched his show the entire time and then when he was done i think we both looked at each other and were like Oh my god. That guy was fucking awesome. <laughs> and just like this is great. This is yeah. just great. I'm like so content with where I'm at right now. Totally. And happy with the choice that we made. Yeah. The English beer isn't like the most amazing, I would say. I remember I had gotten a Foster's and that's what I was drinking. Weird. And it was three pounds forty. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad, but was you know, it the once big you... can of Foster's? can no the pints oh they were pints oh weird that's yeah from the tap oh i don't remember what i was drinking but yeah it was three pounds 40 for a pint of that mm -hmm. but you know you convert it and then add it up and if you have like four beers it's like you know over 20 bucks it felt like you know we can't do this every night yeah going kind of quick uh but while we were sitting out um at that picnic table the owner her name was Jackie. She came over and was just chatting with us, and she was just a super nice lady. I think she was the one that was like, were you guys, you guys were the ones that were looking for the hostel earlier, right? And yeah. they're like, yeah, thanks for, you know, showing us where it's at. Yeah. Then she just kind of, I don't know, she like unrolled her life story and was very open. and Yeah, totally. It was like we were part of the locals. Like, we were... We had been going there for years, you It know? just felt very welcoming that she was just instantly like... Okay, it was almost like she wanted to give us a cliff notes or just like catch us up on their life so we could become part of their regular totally. you know, crowd. It was awesome. So I was like, oh yeah, and by the way, this is our life. So yeah, welcome. <laughs> and uh, you're now part of our life history. Yeah, it totally was. So it was just really welcoming and yeah. it felt very comfortable. And yeah, she was. We just felt like one of them instantly. She was a crack up too. She was hilarious. She was a character. Then there was a German couple who had lived up above the bar, I think. Well, they were friends. Mm -hmm from germany uh but they were just visiting for a while so they were living above the bar yeah so anyways their names were michael and mandy and they had a daughter named olivia who's only three yeah and so uh they were super nice and just friendly there was a guy named frank who was always saying goodbye but he would never leave it was really weird <laughs> but kind of funny yeah, I think uh, he said goodbye to the whole crowd inside or outside where we were at the picnic benches. Yeah. And then he had wandered back inside and like, he was in there for like another hour. Yeah, to go and to the he, bathroom or then something. Then he popped out and uh, was just outside talking. He was there for like another hour. <laughs> and he said and goodbye. He did this like two or three times. And you were like, just, 
and saying goodbye all night. I don't know. It's it wasn't like Jackie when she would be outside and he would come back out. She's like, Frank, are you still here? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he had this like funny little pose because he was kind of this older guy with this big belly, big round belly, and he would kind of put his wrist on his hip and like have it folded out, you know, like a teapot. And he'd just be sitting there telling stories, and he was a hilarious old guy. Yeah. But Jackie, because she was tending bar, but she'd pop out to have a cigarette, or just to see how things are going outside, mm-hmm. if she needed to shoe and he went away or whatever. <laughs> and she'd pop out, and Frank would still be standing there telling stories or whatever, and she'd be like, "Fuck it out, Frank, are you still here?" <laughs> and um, yeah. I think yeah. we had like chimed in, like, "Yeah, he's been just saying bye for like the last two hours," and then <laughs> he looked at us, just like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" <laughs> But it was, yeah. you know, met with, I don't know, there's something about British, it's like friendly shit talking. Totally. You know. Uh, they love each other and you can tell. It's like almost like siblings, you know. Yeah, it's like they like give each just, other shit, but not in like an aggressive or No, or like a su- super way. serious kind of way. It's yeah. just like, oh, who the fuck are you these two? And we're like, you don't know us? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty good though. It was hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, like Carl was saying, it just felt like you were one of the locals. So it was almost this kind of surreal feeling that we had just stepped into, you know, a movie that we have watched for years and we're part of the crew of like, you know, the cast. It almost had a sense of like we came home like, oh, well, we're back. But they just totally welcomed us in. It was pretty cool. It felt good that they felt comfortable enough to do that too because you could see other because this bar is right across the street from this younger crowd hostel uh, you notice that other people were coming across and sitting at the benches and all that would happen to them they would just serve them and then carry on Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like they unfolded to them so I don't know I felt really lucky and fortunate to have met these people that were just super cool mm-hmm. just typical British characters and that they were like that welcoming to us in particular um, yeah it was yeah it was an awesome experience totally uh, there was one guy named Mikey or Mickey 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 and- his real name was Michael but there was another Michael so they called him Mikey Mickey. So there were uh, stories that he would tell. I guess his dad uh, worked in the music industry and had worked with people um, or groups like the Stones and the Beatles and big big names. And so he had met all these different people, you know, throughout his life. And he was even saying names that I have no idea, but, you know, are pretty well known over there. And so. It was super interesting just learning all about his life and what he, you know, had done and who he had met or crossed paths with. So that was uh, pretty cool as well. Yeah, he was like a, he looked like a big biker guy. He didn't dress in all leather or anything, but he had like one of those, you know, old thin gray hair that was put back in a ponytail and Mm -hmm. he was a bigger dude. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could just see him on like some big hog or, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, he was just, like, a big teddy bear. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, that was uh, the Carpenter's Arms, and we just loved it. They even had one of those uh, classic last call bells that they would ring. Yeah. You know, versus someone over the PA system being like, last call. or You know, it's like they rang this bell. and Even that little uh, detail, I was just like, oh, my God, I love it here. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we we ended up meeting up with Jacoby, um, our old friend from the Camino. It hadn't been too long since we had seen her, but we were, you know, 
we were with her all the time walking the Camino, so it was nice to reunite and uh, catch up with her. And we went to this really cool wine bar, but where you serve yourself wine, which was kind of interesting. So you, they had all these uh, like taps almost on the wall. And you would just take your glass up to the taps and press how much you want and fill your wine glass. And it would, what, just kind of like charge you on a card or something? Yeah, mm hmm So she treated us to a couple glasses of wine, which was really great. And then uh, she even took us out to dinner to a uh, Indian-style, like, kebab house. She was saying how great, like, it was uh, almost like a big open kitchen, almost cafeteria-like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just had these guys, like, whipping up all... Because the it was multiple course, mm -hmm. and you would just pick a bunch of little things, and they would just constantly bring out all this food. Yeah. And you could see the kitchen back through these, like, clear windows, this, like, windowed-out room. It almost looked like a little greenhouse or something. And there's just all these people back there just going crazy, cooking away. And you can bring in your own booze, which is a rare thing. Yeah. So you can go to the bottle shop or whatever and, you know, pick out some drinks, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's wine or beer or whatever, and uh, bring it in. And, yeah, they're basically mostly concerned about, you know, you ordering whatever food you want. And Yeah, it was pretty cool, though. It had definitely a different uh, atmosphere, but just... That's also one thing that I love about bigger cities is that there are com like so many different types of ethnicities. We come from a, a state which is primarily just white, American, yeah. and... We live in the Truman Show. <laughs> it's weird. And so when you go to these bigger cities and they're just melting pots of all these unique different ethnicities and you get to go to places like this that it's like authentic food it just oh my god it like enriches the experience so it's just that's what that's culture yeah it's awesome but yeah we after that dinner you know it was really really good food but uh we wanted to continue our night and go out to another pub so uh, Jacoby treated us to a taxi cab that took us to a pub near London Bridge um, it was one of those classic, like, black cabs. Yeah, we had never been in one of those. The, the back way, or, you know, the opposite way. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. The The driver was really nice. He, <laughs> It's funny because Jacoby's been living in London for the past 10 years, so she's got slight South African accent, but also it's kind of mixing into a London accent. Yeah. Um, but the driver knew right off the bat he's like you're from south africa and she's like what <laughs> but no it was uh he was a nice friendly driver and he actually told us the story because we were going to london bridge he told us the story about the american millionaire who had requested that he had a replica of the london bridge built on his property and it's funny because when you think about it you're like oh Okay, the London Bridge, right? It's pretty iconic. You can, you know. There's a song, you know, that like nursery rhyme yeah. about it. And... But the thing is, is that I think a lot of people confuse London's Tower Bridge with the London Bridge. 
the Tower Bridge is very impressive and almost looks castle-like with the two big columns on each side, very, you know, distinct, huge, and there's no missing it. But the London Bridge itself is a very plain, run-of-the-mill, you-couldn't-pick-it-out-of-a-line-up uh, bridge. It's like, just... There's nothing, yeah. like, unique or special about no. it. It's so I think pretty that, funny. Yeah, I think that whoever was requested to make this replica was just like, really? The London Bridge? You, oh. you, that's the one you want? Yeah. No, they really didn't, I think, like, lead on that it was a stupid idea and, no, or they, request. They just built it. They and built they were the like, lame bridge. They're like, all right, here you go. And the guy's like, wait, what? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the check. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. What the fuck? But yeah, so he told us that story. It was pretty funny. Yeah, we got dropped off and we went to this pub. It was called the George Inn um, after the dinner. And it's right near the, the Thames or it looks like Thames. The Thames. And every time I say it, it just feels weird. But it's Thames. the river that goes through uh, London. It's called the Thames. Uh, but we were up pretty late chatting and just had a great time at this bar. And I actually had gotten an IPA there, like a craft IPA, and it was so good. Um, I'm a big hop head. And when you're drinking like really light, kind of classic for European beers that don't have a lot of flavor. I'm not a big fan of English beers. Yeah, so uh, I had found this IPA, and it was really good. So I was pretty excited about it. Yeah, we get a little bit spoiled here in the northwest of the United States. Oh, yeah. The Pacific Northwest in general is just, like, known for its really unique microbrews and hoppiness and, right. like, very distinct flavors. So It's like the IPA mecca. Yeah. But I was in line uh, ordering a round of drinks, and... Um, as I had ordered it, there was a guy next to me also waiting. And he was like, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm from America. I'm from the States. And he was like, oh, really? That's that's so cool. That's so refreshing to meet someone that's, you know, from the States and they're here visiting. And I was like, man, you're fucking with me. Like, <laughs> you're totally. He was like, no, no, that's really refreshing to know that, you know, you're not scared of, you know, leaving the country and actually going out to travel and visit places on your own. And I was like, oh, for real? like thanks man so it was just a really good interaction uh with another you know it's just like another tick off the people aren't assholes list yeah totally like uh, which we kept hearing and i was just like man i don't know people seem really fucking nice to me yeah it's so, weird because you get told like that anyone like don't say you're from the u.s people are gonna hate you and i we didn't come across that hardly ever no. yeah you know Maybe it's just us two. I don't. I don't know. But I don't know. I didn't want to say that we're from Canada when we're not. You know, I don't want to try to pretend that the state is or the states are filled with people who don't want to venture out and see other cultures and all that stuff. You know, and to just judge a place by like what they read or see on TV. Yeah. So if and we... it could be one of those classic things. You know, like that saying, uh, "The grumpier you are, the more assholes you'll meet." So yeah. maybe it's them, you know? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's just we definitely never came across, or I would say very rarely we came across anybody who were like, oh, you're from the States, fuck you, you know? Nothing like that. Yeah. We might have just been really lucky. <laughs> but I think we're pretty cool and chill, so people were very receptive to us no matter where we were from. Yeah, everyone being so welcoming. 
Yeah, totally. Um, actually, we had ended up meeting up with Jacoby again, but also we met up with Steven Spencer, who had left uh, right, I think it was the first day we were in Santiago, or maybe the they had one night with us, and then they had to leave the next day in Santiago, so... Um, but they had gone to Pamplona for the running the bowls and we were, you know, just catching up with them and hearing all about their experience with doing it. It was pretty crazy sounding. I don't know if I would ever attempt to run with a bunch of bowls through a very crowded city, but yeah, Spencer had like a GoPro with like a chest strap thing. And he had (laughs) this video he was showing me of him actually running and Yeah. yeah, it seemed pretty intense. It did, but it was cool hearing their stories because um, I think they had already also gone to Ireland and uh, done a little bit yeah, of traveling. Northern Ireland. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was pretty cool. But yeah, they took us to, or Jacoby showed us uh, and took us to the oldest pub on the Thames, and it was called the Mayflower, and it was from 1620. Yes, yeah, so like 400-year-old place, and you could just feel the history in this place. Yeah. It's still like the creaky wooden floorboards and... It's so weird. You get over into Europe and you're going into places and you're seeing places that are literally older than our country. Yeah. (laughs) Or the establishment of our, you know, now country. At the pub, we had some fish and chips and some pints and it was really, really good. It was good. It was expensive, but it was super good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, After that, we had walked along the Thames um, because it was... It's kind of like a trail or like walkway that goes along the whole river so Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people do that and it was really sunny out so um and Yacobi was joking that when it does get sunny you'll just everybody comes out and pops their shirt off (laughs) they're all like oh my god the sun yes need to put some sun on my you know very very pale skin (laughs) which at least for this this visit we had you know we had no comparison because we'd never been there before but every day was just sunny and nice it was yeah. just perfect weather. we yeah we got awesome weather while we were there but along this walk we had come to i think it was a skate park and we lost carl so you stayed true to your waldo nickname. i didn't leave what's the thing like <laughs> i turned did. around and all you guys were gone we... so i was like where the fuck did they go they were all just right here so okay. i went trying to find you guys so it sounds like our stories don't match up because we were walking you stopped to look at the skaters and we were stopping to wait for you because we were at the end of the skate park and you never came mm. <laughs> and we're like where the fuck did he go so i don't know it was just again like miscommunication or just wandering and i think yeah so we just kept walking we really had no way of contacting you or getting a hold of you because you don't have a cell phone i don't have a cell phone so we just kind of had to wait and wonder (laughs) if you were gonna pop up somewhere but we ended up finding this uh italian restaurant and we just kind of sat down and uh it had been you know quite a long time that we were walking along the river there and so we were getting hungry again and we waited for you to show up and you did so we ended up eating dinner and actually spencer found me did he yeah well how did he find you well he's very noticeable he's got this big beard yeah and uh i w- had been walking down this uh along the, the river and then i saw spencer and he was just like oh hey i found you you know we're all over here we're getting lunch and- mm, gotcha so yeah, we had all eaten dinner, and then I think we had kind of wandered to this uh, 
open little square area. I had gotten a coffee and we were just kind of chilling there for a minute. I, I really had to use the bathroom. So I went into this public bathroom there. Um, it was horrendous. It was really bad, just not clean whatsoever. And it was odd because there were some weird noises coming from one of the stalls. There were two stalls and I popped into one of them and it sounded like there were two gals in one of the stalls and they were pleasuring each other. <laughs> so it was really weird and awkward. And so I tried to pee as quickly as I could. It was kind of hard to do that. Sometimes you just can't rush it, especially if you have to go really, really bad. But yeah, it was just really weird. And so I rushed out of there as fast as I could. But yeah. Yeah, it was nice to kind of spend some time again with Steve and Spencer and then Jacoby, kind of like as an old Camino group again, and but in a different place. It was just, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. It was cool catching up with everybody and yeah, it just felt nice. So um, a following day, I don't know if it was the next day or whatever, yeah. but um, we decided we wanted to do a lot of sightseeing because London is just full of things to see and places to go to and it's you just could endless. say it was chocked. <laughs> chocked. Did I say it right? No, you butchered it. Well, it's not chockered. That's American or that's U.S. talk. Chockered. It's chocker blocked. Yeah. It's chocked. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. You do the accent say... better than I do. I don't. How would you say it? Chocker blocked. Chocker blocked. I don't think I do it good either. <laughs> okay. We'll just not try. Anyway. Anywho. Yeah, so um, our sightseeing day, because uh, we had a map from the hostel, and we were still using actual paper maps at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we had gotten used or figured out how to download an area of a city on Google Maps yet. Mm -mm. So we were using actual paper maps still to get around and to kind of map out what we wanted to do. Yeah, we definitely probably looked like tourists. But we would kind of try to like <laughs> fold it in a way to where we wouldn't have to unfold the whole map. Yeah, that's To where true. we could just kind of like bring it out, fold it up, and look at one thing and then put it back in our pocket. Yeah. Try not to look as touristy as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just make it as obvious. Mm -hmm. um, but So we tried to map out like a day to where we could kind of go in one direction versus zigzagging back and forth and retracing steps to see everything. But we had um, checked out Piccadilly Circus and Trafalgar Square. Very just like touristy, kind of shoppy area. Piccadilly? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just full of, uh, yeah, like more upscale shops. and. I would almost compare it to like Times Square in I New York. I haven't been to Times Square in New York, but from what the photos I've seen, like it's very similar. Just packed with people. Uh, we went to Big Ben and Parliament. And uh, look, we saw the Tower Bridge, um, Hyde Park, the Palace of Westminster. And the Abbey. And the Abbey there. We went to Buckingham Palace where we got into a very big fight, <laughs> which was neat. I don't remember what it was about, but yeah, it was no. just, you know, we'd been together in each other's business for so long. It was just bound to happen, I yeah. guess. But. Well, I mean, we've... I don't know if we've covered the fights before this, but we had several of them before this, too. Oh, right. It's just, I think you're in each other's face all the time. 
It's like 24-7. And before we even left on our travels, we lived together, but it wasn't like we were seeing each other all the time. We each most had our own job. Most of the day we weren't together. Yeah, most of the day we weren't. We So we would, you know, do our jobs yeah. and had our per- personal space, and then we would come back. And so it wasn't, wasn't like you're forced to be with somebody all the time. And this is what we're finding out with traveling uh, with somebody else. So we just had gotten into a tiff and... Uh, we decided to separate for the evening because we just didn't want to stay in each other's company. I think there was, like, not working through this fight at the time. Um, but I had taken the tube or the subway system there, um, by myself, which was a first time for me. But I just took that back to our hostel and just spent the rest of the night there. And I decided to just kind of stay where I was. I wanted to wander around a bit more. So I had stopped at this, uh, uh, just like a convenience store, and I had my day bag with me, and I saw that they had uh, kind of a deal going on where you could get tall bottles of Bex, and it was three of them for five pounds, which was a pretty good deal. So I just picked up three and then left, and I found this little uh, hangout square. It was really small. It didn't have like... uh, you know, like a grassy field or anything. It was very simple. It just had some bushes, benches with some lights. And then it had some uh, homeless people that basically were sleeping on benches. But it didn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't very grimy or dirty. You know, there's like a level of homelessness. You know, some people are gross, some aren't. Um, (laughs) I guess I'll I think that's like every, everybody too. Yeah, but I mean, if you're living outside and you have your shit with you, there's definitely some people that have like, Oh, yeah. There's shit strewn around. They just fucking stink versus, like, you know, like where they're staying. It smells like piss, too, because they just, like, piss off to the side of their bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Versus this didn't feel like that. Yeah. But um, there was one guy, and um, he was eating some, I want to say it was, like, chips or something. But all of a sudden, this fox had popped out of this bush, and I was like, whoa. Uh, You know, we're in, like, the city of London, and this fox pops out of this bush and i was just like what the fuck and so he was feeding it and then um there was a group of other uh, younger people that were also just hanging out drinking and talking and they're like is that a fox and he's like yeah you know they live in this bush and it, uh, it's some other fox and it's actually got two pups in there too um so that was pretty cool and unexpected uh just to see kind of like wildlife in the middle of this big sprawling city but yeah, I had a couple of the backs, and then uh, I had the third one. I was just kind of walking around, and I just spent the night wandering all around Soho, and it was just a very lively area. There's lights and stuff everywhere. There's people all around. There's endless pubs. Just kind of people watch and see all the little shops, and there's almost like, uh, it felt like a red light sort of district sort of area, kind of burlesque um oh, slash I see light. what you were doing exactly <laughs> I'm just kidding. i was like oh fucking with that yeah. bitch i'm gonna go get some titties in my face <laughs> so um I yeah i was just it. wandering around and it was just really cool to explore down there at night yeah that's cool i i just chilled back at the hostel and i even um so like on the walk back too it's it's kind of just different being alone and I'm small, and I know that, you know, women 
get messed with in various different places. So I was just a little bit more on alert because, you know, I was by myself, but getting back to the hostel, uh, just chilling. I actually met a couple, um, people out on the steps. I think I was having a cigarette and there was this one gal who, um, she was, I think from like Romania, but she was traveling to London for whatever reason. And then there was another gal or another guy that she had met who we ended up chatting for a while that night. And he was kind of an ass. <laughs> he was just like a pompous kind of D-bag. So I remember hanging out with them for a little bit and she was really nice, but I just did not enjoy his company. Yeah. So I just kind of went back to my room and didn't really was this... do much else for the rest of the night. Okay. We had gone to another, I guess he was staying at a different hotel down the way and he was like, yeah, you can come. We have like a little bar out front and cause I think it was too late for us to get drinks there or something. They had closed their bar. So we went to his and yeah, I just continued to find out what a douche, douche he was. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, see you later. And so was this when I was there too? No, you okay. hadn't come back yet, but I think once you had gotten back and we both kind of slept the night off and got up the next morning, we were fine. We just needed time to kind of, you know, both be on our own. And so that next morning, we actually went out to a breakfast place right around the corner and we tried a traditional English breakfast. And it was awesome because it was a pretty cheap place too. So it was really affordable. I think it was only like a couple quid for this breakfast but the breakfast was huge and it had a couple fried eggs on there like a sausage link or two a roasted tomato which i thought was kind of weird at first uh toast and then some beans and beans i also was like that's kind of weird but when you put it all together it totally works yeah. it was so good so yeah that was like our first introductory to uh an English breakfast. Honestly, it feels like they threw in breakfast stuff and then like they had leftovers from the night before and they just kind of <laughs> threw everything on a plate to yeah. like start the day. It was awesome. Though. It, it was, was good. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. We could talk about, there's a couple things that we noted that are just like kind of fun facts or something that we realized once we were there. Just things. Just those slight uh, detailed differences. Yeah. And uh, one that I noticed was um, the the iconic red phone booths that you see or that you can envision right now. That are in, like, movies. Yeah, and... you just know, like, just by us saying them, I know you're picture picturing them in your mind right now. Um, but they've turned, because we don't really use uh, pay phones anymore, they've turned into little piss pots or these trash cans for or rubbish bins for um anybody to just throw shit in they're really gross because <laughs> they're still there and people want to take you know photos with them in it or you yeah. know just i wouldn't step foot in one of those but yeah it's like we opened one and we're like "Ooh, it <laughs> cool. smells like pissing and it's full yeah. of trash what the fuck right? never mind yeah and, uh, it was pretty common that you would find it in that sort of state i remember seeing a needle in there a used no, needle. I, yeah, it was gross. Um, so yeah, not so romantic. <laughs> no. Or not really the, the vibe that... The appeal definitely... It's lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also kind of the pounds, you know, they're heavy. The... the yeah, because they currency. have a pound coin and a two pound coin. Mm -hmm. 
But they're solid. I mean, we were yeah. joking that the pounds felt like they weighed like pounds. Yeah. And if you had a bunch of coins in your pocket, it really uh, weighed it down. Yeah, totally. But it it was kind of like a, I wouldn't say nostalgic because I never had the feeling before. But I all I can think of is like from the movies, you know, you see the person just like throw their one coin down on the counter and slide it to the bartender. So it's just funny, you know, or it was just like a cool feeling to like plop the one or two pound note. But we did notice that uh, like the transit system with the buses, you know, the double deckers or whatever and the the tube or the underground, uh, it was super good. It just was really thorough. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was once you figured it out and knew how to get to wherever, um, I mean, it covered everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I know a cab is more direct, but I mean, if you have time then and you just, you know, want to get to somewhere, you can totally do it. Totally. Yeah, it was it's just we're coming from a city that has barely any public transport. There's no trains. No, no trains. The bus system we have is pretty shit. It's pretty shitty. But yeah, so this it's just such a it's all encompassing. Yeah, it's so nice to be like, oh, I need to get over there and Normally, I would need a vehicle where we're coming from, but I can literally stop at this train, you know, this train stop and get there easy. Anywhere you are. It's just so connected. The only thing is, is that if you do have to take, like, say, three trains and then a bus, is that it does add up quick. Totally. And if you're, like, scan, 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 you're like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, that just took, like, 14 pounds to get here. And, uh... I still have to get back. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, with us too, with us having endless time, mm-hmm. uh, we did do a lot of walking. If we were like, oh, well, we can just walk there. Yeah, true. You know, it might take like 30 to an hour mm-hmm. uh, versus this direct train. And, you know, after a while, we were like, well, we, this is really like, That's I have expensive. to re-up on my Oyster card. Yeah. Or we could just, you know, walk there, which. I don't know that in London we did any other kind of like scan one card and we both walk in. I want to say we might have tried it a couple times, but it's more uh, regulated than other and they, places. Yeah, they do have people that go on the subways and they'll check your card to see if you scanned yourself in. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that until later on mm. when um, I was going to the London Tattoo Convention. And, uh, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but if it happens, like you, I've heard like if you didn't scan mm-hmm. your card to get on and you just like hopped on, then you could get a slapped with a huge fine. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah. So we, so we didn't do any of the kind of like cutting corners kind of bit with the tube. No. We just got our own Oyster card and kind of bit the bullet when we had to go somewhere far. It yeah. cost or a little extra. Or that or we did just walk. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, another big cost thing was uh, cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, smoking um, is an expensive habit to have in england yeah and i mean it's so expensive that they even sell half packs which instead of a pack of cigarettes being normally 20 they you can buy a half pack for 10 yeah but it's basically a pound per cigarette whereas like a full pack could be 20 pounds or more so it'd be like 25 27 bucks Mm -hmm. or a half pack could be 10 pounds and so you know you're looking around like close to 15 bucks for 10 smokes and where as where we come from you can get like a pack of smokes you know decent cigarettes for probably like three to four yeah three to four well Well, i guess now like now it's like yeah five six bucks but yeah it's crazy how expensive it is there 
Yeah, but our next stop was Ireland, and we um, just had to book some trains and ferries to get us there. Uh, we ended up booking a train to Hollyhead, which is a little... Like a seaport? A sea, yeah, pretty far left um, in England, obviously, I guess. <laughs> it's over to the left. It's over little. to the left. Of it's on the side. You know, just the left. Kind of in the corner. There's a little outcrop in the sea. Um, but anyways, I remember we were at um, Euston Station, and that's where you caught the bigger train to get yourself out to Hollyhead. Yeah, it was kind of like the main station. Was yeah, Euston. But our train got delayed, and so we're sitting there waiting for like this train with hundreds of people, and they're all going, "What the fuck? What the fuck? Where is it?" And as soon as it did arrive, they were like, all right, well, you got like a couple minutes to get on because it's leaving on time. And we're like, what the fuck? So, well, what do you mean it's leaving on yeah. time? It's not even here yet. We yeah. got to leave in like five minutes. Right? Where it was is it weird then? as shit. So everybody, there were like hundreds of people and it was this mad dash to all get on this train. But luckily we made it and uh, it was all right once we got on the train. And it was like about a four hour uh, train ride to Hollyhead, which was gorgeous. Like there were rolling green hills and like farmlands. Um, there were a lot of lakes and green, like really just, it looked like the most ideal kind of English countryside. It was, it was yeah, gorgeous. It was, it was gorgeous. I and too, that it. it was, you know, July, it was summer and it yeah. still looked like this because I'm used to where I'm from. And in the summer, like everything turns into a it's big fire hazard dead. and everything's dry and dead. <laughs> yeah. and, mm -hmm. and here it's July and everything still, is still green, yeah. lush, rolling hills. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was a really pretty ride. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that we got ourselves over to Hollyhead and next week we'll be going to Ireland. Yeah. And we'll all be hopping on that ferry across the Irish Sea and heading to the Emerald Isle. Ireland. Ireland. We might turn it into a couple episodes. Because it was pretty full on with us uh, getting around and doing excursions and checking things out. and Yeah. Yeah, we definitely covered a lot of ground. And... We've got some stories for Ireland. So stay tuned for next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast. If you feel inclined, leave us a comment or review. Tell someone you know who might enjoy to have a listen. And feel free to share on your choice of social media. If you want to know more about us or see any photos of our travels, you can check out our website at trailofbeans.com. We also have a Facebook page where you can follow us on our upcoming adventures and get updates along the way, which can be found by searching at symbol The Bean Trail. We'll be back next week. Same beans. Same pod. Cast.